0: Hush Money is a production of iHeartRadio. This is Hush Money, a show about all the money subjects you're too uncomfortable to talk about.
1: But we're not. I'm Nicole Lappin, money expert and author of the books Rich Bitch and Boss Bitch. And I'm Jason Pfeiffer,
0: editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine.
1: And we believe if you don't talk about money, you're never going to make any of it. So let's start
0: talking. Each episode, Nicole and I will debate a tricky question about money and then bring in a celebrity judge to decide who's right. So let's get uncomfortable. So, Nicole... Yes, you go on a lot of dates. <laughs> what are you
1: trying to say? Nothing. I'm not, nothing. Uh-huh. I'm, just, I'm just
0: saying I've been married for eight years. It's been a while since I've dated, but you okay. you're you're out there. You're dating.
1: I have been. I've I've been I've been on a on a few dates in my life. Yes, Jason. Okay,
0: so I just feel like you might have some opinions. I feel like you're implying something. No, I'm implying nothing okay. except that you might have some opinions about this date that my friend. Andrea Bartz went on. So and she goes by Andy. So Andy met this guy on one of the online dating platforms and he seemed cool. So they decided to meet. And, and it started off really well. Like he was willing to come to her neighborhood, which she appreciated. And then they picked this nice wine bar.
2: We each order a glass of wine and the waiter brings them. And we're chatting and the conversation's going pretty well. But he drinks. I re- like his his drink is just gone before I've even begun mine practically. And I don't remember him gulping or anything, but it was like, Somehow he surreptitiously very, very quickly drank this glass of wine.
0: All right. Any red flags yet? <laughs>
2: Maybe he's drinking a lot of wine,
1: it sounds like. Yes. Maybe he's nervous. He could be he's nervous. Press... probably a beautiful woman, and he wanted to impress her. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I think, like, weird, but we could keep going with it, right, If 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 I'm on that date. So then— Andy's thinking the same thing. She's like, we can keep going on this date. And then the guy orders another glass of wine. And mm. while he's working on his second, she finally finishes her first. And the waiter asks Andy if she'd like another glass. And she's like, now nah, I'll just take a bitters and soda, which, of course, is a signal to the guy. You know, maybe maybe we actually want to wrap this up.
1: Yeah. So there's no food. They're just drinking. Yeah, they're just drinking. OK. Just
0: drinking. And she's not going alcohol. So it's a signal we're done.
1: Yeah, like the party's over.
0: We're right. Uh, but then the guy orders a third glass. Oh, my God. And then he downs that one really fast. Oh, my God. And the waiter comes by to ask if they'd like more wine. What do you think happens?
2: He orders more, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah. So the dude is like.
2: Oh, yeah, I'll do one more. I'll do one more. Without any sort of eye contact with me, glancing over, making sure that I was in it for another round. And so the waiter looks at me and was like, would you like another? And I was like, no, I'm fine. And, and also you can, you can bring the check whenever, whenever you get a chance.
1: This guy sounds like like a nightmare.
0: <laughs> and we haven't
2: even gotten to the worst
0: part of the story. Because the worst part comes when the check arrives.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, my God. You're not telling me that he makes her pay for all of this <laughs> wine. Okay.
0: No. So,
1: <laughs> so, say it is not so. So the check
0: arrives. Uh-huh. And Andy doesn't know what to do. And she's waiting for the guy to do something.
1: So he picks up the check. He pays the bill for all the wine and all of her beverages. Right? Oh, no. What?
2: I, like, reach for my wallet, again, because I'm ready to go, and the drinks are finally empty. And I get out my credit card, and I put it down. And he also gets out his wallet and just, like, chattering away, gets out his credit card and puts it down. And I'm sort of waiting to see if he's going to say anything about it, and he doesn't. And the bartender, the, the waiter comes over and, you know, grabs the grabs the bill and says, uh, down the middle. And I'm just silent because I don't know what to do at this point. And my date goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, my God,
1: that is not fine. That is the opposite of fine. This guy is the actual worst. The
0: actual worst.
1: And There's then, so and much then wrong with this story. He actually
0: texted her the next day and said he had a great time and he wanted to get together Ugh. again. <laughs> So much to say. I think that if you if you remove, like, the mass quantity of wine that was drank at this thing... It was massive. It does lead to a really tricky question, which is, who pays on a first date? Because, you know, traditionally, it's the man who's supposed to pay on a first date, but we are not in traditional times. So now is it, is it, like, the person who asked for the date? Or, I don't know. And so on this episode, we are going to debate this subject... And then at the end, we are going to bring on <gasps> Emily Morris, yes! the host yes, of the yes, podcast, yes. Sex with Emily.
1: I love her. And
0: she is going to decide which of us is right, and then we'll pay I can't for wait her
1: joint. Yes, you will. <laughs> I won't.
0: That's true. You will. Right.
1: Okay, so this is one of my most favorite topics actually of discussion and debate. Who should pay on a first date? And a lot of people think from me, because I wrote Rich Bitch and Boss Bitch and I stand for female empowerment, that I'm gonna say like it should be equal. I do not think that at all. I'm surprised to hear that. Hands down, a guy pays for a first date. Why? What do you think? I will tell you why. I have many reasons why, <laughs> but what do you think?
0: Um, so when I was dating. I always paid for the first – I always paid for the first many dates, and that was because I felt like that was what was expected of me. But I got to admit that, like, I don't love this traditional role. I think that it would be great if we could all move to move away from it, but I never wanted to be the guy who suggested splitting a date, and then my date was either, like, super turned off by that or then, like, went – back to her girlfriends was like this guy was pretty cool until he tried to split the date and so I just felt like it is worth the money I don't care about the money the like you know I'm happy to pay for the money It doesn't matter but I just felt like it's worth slotting into this traditional role because I wanted to avoid the potential drama of it but I don't actually like it
1: huh I would always do the very what I thought was like a polite you know Andy did the very slow reach to the wallet, where you know she kind of anticipated, like, no, 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 I got this. I would say something like, "Hey, can I contribute to this?" Which I was very disingenuous <laughs> right. about, like
0: so <laughs> disingenuous. So, <laughs> so this is an interesting moment because this is a moment that happens in the in the date, right? Which is that the woman fake offers to pay, mm-hmm. which is what Andy did, and then she got stuck actually paying.
1: Yeah, because that guy. Is the worst, but yes, generally, I think it's the nice thing to do. Well, you tell me.
0: Well, okay, okay, Cupid did a survey. Of course, you're bringing me. I've got it. I've got it. 55% of women say that they offer to split the bill. Uh, and then uh, that the man still picks up the whole thing. But well, here's the thing. Most of the women who say that they offer to split the bill don't actually want to split yeah, the bill. No, I so then think, I stop offering to split the bill.
1: I would think that it would be like 100% of people are disingenuous. Why are, are you are guys doing that? I think that it is a nice gesture to offer. It's the but emptiest but of I, gestures. I have great self-awareness, and I know that, yeah, I don't mean it at all. I don't think any
0: empty gesture is a nice gesture.
1: I've always said you know, I want to be able to pay for it, but I actually don't want to. But it's important to me to have the money myself to pay for whatever I might want or need.
0: Okay, but we started this talking about our own experiences, but of course we have pretty limited experiences in that we're both dating members of the opposite sex who are within our same socioeconomic place, right? So thought experiment here. You are a young and kind of poor man and a wealthier woman has taken you out on the date who pays
1: i'm not gonna pay i'm not touching the check
0: for me i'd be happy to let her pay she should pay she's got the money um okay you're in a same-sex relationship i'm not paying you're dirt poor and you're dating someone who's dirt poor like you're a college student you got you're totally broke
1: i'm just not paying period like i'm not paying for a first date you can put me in all these scenarios and mama not paying
0: Uh, this this is very interesting Because the thing is, like, there's something that you really, really like about being taken care of in this situation. I sure do.
1: Because I'm a boss bitch in a lot of places, in the boardroom, in so many aspects of my life. I'm on my own. I don't have family. I don't have anybody. I pay for so much shit. I make so many decisions. And I don't need a man, but I want a partner. And I want that partner to be additive to my life. If they're not additive, then my life is just fine the way it is. And so for me, I want to feel taken care of in that way. I want somebody else to make a decision. I want someone else to pay for it. But it's not like I need that in my life. But if I'm going to have a significant other, I want them to be significant to me. And that's, to me, significant.
0: I have to say, I love that answer. You do? Yes, I do. I do. I mean, I, it doesn't satisfy the things that I'm looking for with this whole let's shatter the gender roles and all that. But I like what I really like is that it, it gets down to what symbolism there is for you in who's picking up that check on the first day. Like you're testing so many things in that moment. You are looking for someone to do something much larger. And the picking up of the check is a small token test of that.
1: It is a test, if you're putting it that way, we're getting real deep now. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And uncomfortable. Yes. It's a test of safety, security, and stability for me. And those are really important to me because I came from a place of chaos and abandonment and not being able to pay for things and not knowing if I, I didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth. I barely had a spoon of food in my mouth at all growing up. And so I want to make sure I feel like that's never going to go away. And that's really important to me and from where I came from. I'm not telling any other woman that this is how she needs to roll. But that is how this boss bitch rolls.
0: And as you said that, it made me think about how I came from a very stable background. And therefore, I am totally fine throw in some instability in there. Let's find someone who wants to do things differently and let's shatter traditions and stuff. And that's because I just wasn't thinking about it the way that you just said it at all. This moment was not symbolic to me. In fact, it was just this annoying tradition. And I don't like annoying traditions, but it's just simpler, I suppose.
1: But think about Andy. It is very clear to me in the story we heard that he... Should pick up that check.
0: Oh, I totally agree, but that's because that dude consumed way more. Like, this is just general practice. You do not split a check if you consumed 75% of what's on that check. And we're we're talking about Brooklyn wine. This is expensive wine. Then, bougie wine? Yeah, bougie, expensive wine. That's like $15 glasses of wine. It's like, artisanal. What and a jerk. Yeah, totally. Like pickled. handcrafted and combed over by a puppy. I don't know. And so, yeah, of course, like that dude should have picked that up. But to me, that situation had nothing to do with gender. That was about consumption.
1: Yeah, but it says a lot about who that guy is as a person, too. And it could say in reverse. I just think you should not be an asshole and order lobsters and all sorts of expensive wine and stuff I think that is a recipe, no matter who ends up picking up the check, even if you're comfortable with that, it just shows more about their character, and that could be a reason for not having a second date.
0: Um, Reasons men pay according to men.
1: Wait, this is another survey
0: you're giving me? That's actually from the same survey, but I think it's interesting. Okay, right? Here they are. It's gentlemanly. Mm -hmm. It shows interest. Mm -hmm. It shows respect. It shows Mm -hmm. you're not cheap. Women expect it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then here are the reasons for women to pay. I don't want a second date.
1: Yes. Oh, that's... I don't want to owe you
0: anything. I don't want to feel an obligation. Mm -hmm. And then finally, at the very end, for gender equality.
1: Okay. So the first one, I have had scenarios where I wasn't entirely sure it was a date or not. There's been some, like, nebulous times where it maybe could be a date or not be a date. And if I wanted to draw a super hard line and say this is not a date and if it is there's not gonna be a second date or I don't know exactly what's happening I will be really forceful in paying for it in actually picking it up in throwing my card down and doing more than just the fakesy reach thing so I think it can be a signal to say like we friends here
0: what you're saying is that paying for the date is a hell of a signal about something. Either way, it's a signal.
1: I think we've established that for sure. Yeah. I think you just need to get on the same page and people have different feelings about it. You just need to find your person. There's a lid to every jar.
0: Right. So can I go back to this one thing that women Are you
1: giving me more, more stats?
0: No, no. I'm actually returning to the same stat. I do have one other stat. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, wait. I, wait, I want to make you guess the stat. All right. Uh-huh. Should men pay for the first date? What percentage of men say yes? It's
1: like 50%? More Eight. than 50, 70%. 85%. Oh, great. Amazing.
0: How many women say yes? Same percent. 72%. Less.
1: Oh, Less, less than men. Should is a whole different thing. Yeah, like, well, should think... is a
0: value judgment. Should is Should is saying there is a specific way that this should happen.
1: There are a lot of different nuances to dating. If you get set up, how you met, who did the asking. All these things that you just listed
0: out were things that could lead to a decision about who would pay. So what if, what if, imagine a world in which whoever asked the other person out on a date went for the check?
1: I do not suggest that other women do what I say or do as I do. It's like you do you, but I really like when a man pays and, and I've had this in the past, like they'll pay without me seeing, they'll go to the restroom or whatever. They'll get the credit card. It's all seamless. It's and all then you like, don't even
0: have to fake offer. That's the best of everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Pay when she's
0: in the bathroom,
1: that's right. Or when you're going to the bathroom and you slip the credit card and then ah. what ends up happening, the check comes or the check doesn't come and they're like, it's all taken care of. And I say, thank you so much. Hmm and the date is over. And who knows if there's going to be a second date, but it has nothing to do with with, whether or not they pay. pay.
0: Right. You're like living in the full comfort of this tradition.
1: I I like it. You know what? And some people don't like it. And that's, that's cool.
0: Okay. I think it's time to bring in an actual relationships expert because neither of us are.
1: Yeah, it's true. I fully own this is not my expertise.
0: No, no. And and I haven't dated in eight years. (laughs) (laughs) is an author, doctor of human sexuality, and host of the Sex with Emily podcast and SiriusXM XM show. She is a much-quoted expert on sex and relationships, known for her honest and straightforward conversations about the most intimate parts of our lives. And it is really perfect to have Emily on Hush Money because if there are two things in life that are super important but people don't talk about enough, it's sex and money. So, Emily, thanks for joining us.
3: So happy to be Yay. here. Thanks for having me. All
0: right, Emily, you are here To decide, perhaps, the very first question a couple faces, which is who picks up the tab on a first date, or, for that matter, first dates. Nicole is unapologetically traditional about it. She feels it's the man's role. Nicole wants to feel taken care of. Meanwhile, I don't like that we're holding on to what feels like a tradition from an ancient era. And while I think men probably should pick up the tab on the date because that's what women expect, uh, or at least most women, I'm eager to see that change and I'm totally down for women to want to split it. So, Emily. It is time to give someone that warm, happy feeling after a great first date. Who gets to feel special?
3: Oh, God, you guys. It's tough. It's tough because I understand what Nicole's saying because there is a certain, like, splitting is not sexy across the board. I don't don't even barely want to split with friends. I'll be like, you get lunch next time. I'll get lunch this time. So I I think that splitting is just not. And I think that that it is, there are some archaic laws right now that it's traditions, that men should pay, women will do the reach, the fake reach. Mm-hmm. But if he says, yes, let's split, we're out. Like, it's a buzzkill, we might as well leave right then. Yeah. The right. First of all, I do believe that who does the asking should do the paying. Mm. I believe that. Mm. But I, I also think that to expect a man to pay every single time is not fair in some ways because we're all maybe we're all making the same salaries. Maybe we're even making more than this partner. I mean, why not, you know, figure out what feels right? Like, I'll get the lunches or I'll get every third dinner, but just to figure out a way to make it so it feels fair to everybody. In a weird way, I would just love to not even bring my credit card. Like, I want someone to take care of me. I'm a, I'm a boss bitch like you, Nicole. Everyday life. Yeah. In the bedroom, out to dinner. Like if That's I, right. I'll pay you later. Like, I'll Venmo you. I don't want to deal with the money. I That's want you right. to open the door. I want you to make the plan. I really do. And so, mm-hmm. in a way, it's not even about the money. It's more about, like, you took care of this and you— But if if money, though, is a thing, like, especially when you get a certain level and you're making more, they can't, I don't know, I feel like it's good to contribute in a way.
1: I do think that sort of, like, fakey reach thing, I usually say, hey, can I contribute to this? And it's not genuine. It's totally disingenuous. Yes, like,
3: no, I, 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 hate I that. agree. Like I don't I, I want own them the disingenuous <laughs> reach. Yeah, I hate <laughs> the reach. Can it. we get rid of the? But then ge- men the... get pissed if you don't reach, though, right? What? You have no, to. Don't no. you want the reach? No,
0: I don't want the you reach. You don't even want
3: to fake the reach. the reach. Is this fake People performance? W- I don't, I don't, don't know about want that. it. I, don't I feel like, like a fake men performance. expect the fake reach. Oh, I do. I don't. But when you be like, oh, she's kind of, she just expected it. No? No, because... You want to change all the laws. Because it's right? like,
0: it's so, yeah, I do. Well, I, I, <laughs> I want us to just, I want us to, like, s- scrap old system, build new system. And there's something about the fake reach that feels like a weird, false nod to, to, to modernity. Like, right. I'm sure that there was not the fake reach 30 years ago. Oh, but evolu- right, right, right. If both sides expect it, then just roll with it.
1: No, but it, what Emily's also saying is that it says a lot about a guy if he actually does take you up on it.
3: Yeah, I don't think anyone wants him to take it up. I, I think right. that we just don't. Oh, but I would evol- never. But listen, you guys, evolutionarily speaking, that was important that showed a man had resources. A man could take you out and take you on and provide for you, provide for your children. We're talking about like our ancestors, right? Right, right, so, right, right, right. So in a way, there's like this yeah. protective thing that we want from a, from a partner.
0: Then look at the other side of that, though. Then doesn't that also say that there's the expectation that the woman doesn't have resources?
3: Yes, and now we do. So this is why it changes. But we can't help what we feel is what makes us feel safe and attracted to you. Because if you said, yeah, you put down your card, I put down my card, I lost my boner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My lady would. My like, lady like, would. Gone. Yeah, Done. Like, I'm over. like, Ugh. but even, you know, so it's it's tricky. But I think that's hardwired DNA epigenetics. I can't help it that I, I just wanted you to deal. Yeah, really but would you tip? I tip. It's, uh, and it's. Right. I'm already in bed sleeping and done with it. That's the day. right.
0: So am I. What I'm noticing is very interesting here is that you guys are far more comfortable with the traditional role of the woman than I am with the traditional role of the man. I really want to divorce this from money because to me, I don't yeah. care about paying for the the beers. Like I don't care about that at all. It's really about enacting these roles. I just don't like the roles. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that women wouldn't, like, at least in theory, like the roles either.
3: Depends on the woman. We're we're similar. Yeah. We're, like, we run our companies. We run businesses. Yeah. I don't know how it would be for other women to sit here. So it's an interesting discussion. Because if we don't have any roles and who's in charge, right, like, you've got to have some kind of, like, or you, every relationship gets to decide as well. Like, I've decided from my past relationship, like, I, I don't, I'm not a planner as much. Like, mm-hmm. there's certain things, like, I want him to, like, have made the plan for dinner. Tell us, where, like, he knows what I like to eat. Yeah. Or just have everything taken care of. You mapped it. I don't want to pull up ways, like. You know what I'm saying, but I don't know if that's I could be dating a woman like it's just the energetically like someone to lead because I'm leading everywhere else in my life.
1: That's right. I and don't, don't want to wanna... let it
3: go, and that makes me feel like I can relax into my body, be more in my feminine, and be more like um just kind of open to other things and being like I gotta where are we going and what time are we there reservations like. But ma- a lot of women adopt that traditional role too, and then that's not. And sometimes we want the men to lead, and I guess it's all it's a masculine and a feminine energy. This leads in same sex relationships as well. So I'm definitely in the feminine when it comes to romance and love, and I. I don't want to be in charge of anything but bringing the energy and the fun and, the you know, my feminine wildness dinner.
1: Yeah, that's true. And by the way, like, a woman can be the masculine energy. I just choose to not be the masculine
3: energy. It's more about energetically because if you have two feminine energies going to dinner, two masculine, two masculine, they're fighting to over the check. Two women, they're like feminine. So you just have to kind of decide what feels comfortable. What I would love is an open conversation in every relationship that you get to decide early on before it gets weird and resentful. like. You know, maybe on the first date I offered and then you were like, no. And I said, maybe next date. And then the next date you said to me, okay, you got this. And then I was silently resentful for like five more dates. And then I'd be like, I was pissed that you took my money. So there's a whole confusing thing that happened. So what I'd love to say is, can't we talk about it a little bit sooner? And if there's a resentment, just be like, is this comfortable? Just so you know, I really want you to pay. I won't pick things that are out of your reach, but that just makes me. And this is what I'm going to contribute. Discussing the roles. So I like the idea of that newness to it, of like things we never talked about. That makes things hard.
0: So let's talk about having that conversation then.
3: How would it go down?
0: Yeah, how would it go down? Both of you were advocating for inserting this conversation early, setting expectations, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But that's a, it feels like an awkward conversation to have.
3: It is awkward. Yeah. I think it's more like a few dates in, maybe it's really awkward, but you have to know, and it it depends, it depends where you're at in life too. Like I think it does matter generally. generally, generally, Like if I was in my twenties, I might not have been able to have this conversation because I don't think I would have, I think it would have been great to have it, but I think that maybe you're both equal. So you just decide that the expectation isn't there, but you do something that you both can afford. I think you have to talk about it and know where you're at. But now I think I would just be like, this is, this is where we're going out. I, I, is this cool? I don't know. God, fuck. See? Guys. Yeah,
0: this is the thing. It's How do so I do much this? easier to say. Fuck. What would I do? Have good conversations and and communication than it is to actually do it.
3: Okay. Here's the thing. I decided. No, I, I think I think the splitsies thing is never sexy. I never want to split. And I'm also at the point where I'm doing fine. I can I can afford to pay for myself. That the most of guys that I'm going to be vetting now to date. And there's you know options everywhere, right? You kind of can figure out that it, it it this doesn't even really become an issue because. We're clear in the role. So I contribute in other ways, perhaps. But, like, if he's making the plan, which this is just me speaking. I'm not a planner. I have no time. Right. He knows what I like, what I don't like. And and if he offers, he's going to pay for it. But I, he knows that, like, I could pay for other things and do other things. And It's already understood if we're going on a second, third date. That's he right. wants to. The guy that I'm with, he, it's not going to hurt him. He can still pay his rent or his mortgage is all going to be fine. So I don't think that, personally, I can vibe that where I'm at now I think if you are overpaying for someone you're at a point where you're like but she has these expectations and I really resent her because what happens not just about me where I'm at you're asking me if you are resentful I think when you you should not be making dates and overspending and doing things that you can't actually afford to just to prove something to a woman that you feel has expectations or something else so don't put yourself out there don't have to don't put yourself in debt you know what I'm saying so I think early on like say this isn't what I can keep doing like people just whatever. There's a lot of resentments around money. So if you Mm. guys are having issues with money, I think that you should be talking about that just like the second you have sex with someone, you should be talking about the sex, I think. What you want, what you desire. And so I think with money too. I think it's important to talk about money, sex, and children. Those are the three things that are the hardest things for people to deal with.
1: And I think both Emily and I are saying being an ultimate feminist is not telling other women what to do. It's saying you do you, girl. Like this just works for me. So I'm not saying like across the board, this is how it should be if Mm -hmm. I were in charge of the world. Thank you. All Jason right. wants to rein in this girl talk, I think. I
3: get it.
0: No, well, I want to make Emily say it for real, declare a winner.
3: First date. Who should pay on a first okay, date? Okay, first date, then yeah. Nicole is a winner. Oh. Boom shakalaka. If it's the first date, yeah. But I think dates in a relationship, mm-hmm. yes, that things are antiquated and they don't work Friday. There's a lot of women who are like, no, I earned it. I got money. P- put your card away. And they literally, they would get a, that would be a lady boner kill for her. If she was like... <laughs> I can't believe you wouldn't let me pay. So what I'm saying is, it, we are no longer our ancestors who who needed a man for the resources. So that's it. Just depends where you're coming from. So I like the idea of of deciding what rules work for you. So I can't. I can. I can say yes. We need to renegotiate the rules now. But on the first date, guys,
0: it goes a call. Though there is some stuff for me. So I'm gonna say. Although you probably get it on the scoreboard, there was some splitsies going on here, which everyone Ooh. agreed is not very sexy. And yet here it has happened, Emily. <laughs> Thank so fun. you so much. Yeah.
3: I had the best time ever. Us. It's
0: so fun. Thanks for having me. So, Nicole, the thing that I take away from this, which I totally didn't expect, was that I thought going in here that I was going to be like, the enlightened man who wants to shatter the boundaries. between And then and then here I've learned that uh, some boundaries don't necessarily need to be shattered. Like, you and Emily both just wanted, you liked the roles,
1: Yeah, I mean, we can pay for dinner. We just don't want to.
0: Yeah, actually, for you, in particular, wasn't a man-woman thing. It was literally a you-someone-else thing.
1: Yeah, it was me as a security thing. That's my preference. I think for the first date, I prefer a man to pay.
0: Well, and I, I did always pay when I was dating, and so now I guess I can just, like, stop feeling awkward about it. What do you mean,
1: stop feeling awkward about it? Well, I feel like
0: I have just been, like, liberated from being worried about like being in a traditional male role which is a weird thing but that's what I feel I just I did I honestly didn't expect it so should we get out of here and go get a drink are you paying oh you're paying (laughs) (laughs) you're not on a date you're paying
1: that's fair I'll pay And that is Hush Money. Hey, are you
0: subscribed to Hush Money wherever you get your podcasts? You should be. And please give us a rating, which
1: helps others find the show. It sure does. And if you want to keep up with us on social, I'm at Nicole Lappin. Jason is at Hey Pfeiffer. And for the podcast specifically, it's at HushMoneyPodcast on Instagram.
0: We've got great people to thank. Our amazing producer is Christina Everett. Thanks also to Mangesh Hatikador, Will Pearson, Beth Ann Macaluso, and Nikki Etor, and the rest of the great iHeart team. Our sound editing is by Mary Duke.
1: And a special thanks to my badass NBG team: Sabrina Anderson, Megan Nelson, and Kate Garrison.